This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, I had the repair guy come about my terrible internet service here. And he was basically like, sorry, it's capped out. There's nothing we can do. So you're just going to be basically a, a, a giant, like, frozen screen on Zoom for the rest of your time in Minnesota. Yes, which is, I guess, only a couple more days. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about staying zen during endless meetings. Tackling the tedious is a big part of making television. Then in our new segment, A Day in the Life, we'll offer another look at a day in the life of showrunning Fantasy Island. And in Take a Hike, we'll discuss how making little adjustments can change things in a big way. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack will help you make your workday a little more delicious. But first, Sarah, we have an update. In episode 214, we talked about being an insulator versus a conductor in life and at work. (laughs) And our listener, Janine, had a great insight on this subject. She says, in line with conductors, it can be helpful to have a, quote, lightning rod in your life. Someone not directly involved in the situation who you can vent to, who is impartial and can ground the charge safely without becoming overwhelmed themselves. I thought that was so clever. It is. It's such an inarguable fact. Those people who are lightning rods are so extraordinary. Like, as I talked about, I think it was last week, I love insulators. My real estate agent and friend, Victoria, is an insulator. And I feel like... I mean, it's weird because we work together, so it's not we're not uninvolved parties, but I do feel like we are often each other's lightning rods. Oh, for sure. And I think our friend Corrine is also a lightning rod. Huge lightning rod for us. Yes, absolutely. What's great about, well, each other and also Corrine is we understand what we're talking about. It's not just someone you're talking to who doesn't understand. We understand. Well, that's the thing. You and I, though, can become overwhelmed by each other's stuff because we usually have the same stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we can we can escalate. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The charge. We can become conductors quickly. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, it's great to have a lightning rod. So thank you, Janine, for that email. Yes. And thank you, Corrine, for being our lightning rod. Yeah. Okay, Liz, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's tackling the tedious. 
Oh, my God, Liz. We are deep in the tedious right now in some aspects of our job. Yes. So there are lots of fun parts about making television, but it can also be really boring. And we're (laughs) in the phase where we have back-to-back meetings all day, often about the more technical parts of putting the show together. And it's just, you know, our sort of sweet spot is the writing. Even though we do it all, we, in some regard, love it all, talking about technical stuff isn't our favorite part. No. And talking about technical stuff over what is invariably a glitchy Zoom or Evercast or whatever program we're using for whatever we're doing is even more tedious and difficult. Yeah, so we should talk about some of the kinds of meetings we're doing right now. So now that we're sort of full on into shooting, I think we're shooting episode six starting uh, today or tomorrow. We are now having cuts and we have to figure out music and all of that. We have a series of meetings for every single episode about all aspects of production. So for instance, one of the things we do every episode is a spotting session with the composer and the music editor and the editor where we go through the whole show slowly, scene by scene, and talk about where we want music, where we don't need music. Should it be a song? Should it be score? Where should it come in? Where should it go out? I mean, it's it's very time-consuming to do this. Yeah, and I will say, of all the things that I love about our job and don't love about our job, spotting for me is the most boring, <laughs> often. Well, also, I don't have a great language with which to discuss music, So I often find myself just sounding like a babbling goofball, not knowing the right words. Something brighter. Yeah. It's very, there's a language to it that is just not the same as the sort of writer language. And we have a production meeting for every um, episode where the whole team flips through page by page to talk about, okay, how many extras in this scene? Do we have a crane? Do we need doubles for the wardrobe? Do we need a stunt person? All of these production details and again, it can take quite some time to to go through this. And of course, we're editing, which is very creative and fun, but also extremely detailed. Like we'll be watching yes. a scene and, okay, let's stop here. Can we tighten this up a little? Is there a different angle? That wig doesn't look very good. Can we try and avoid it? Does, is there a take with a smile? Is there a take that's more this or that emotion? I mean, it's just like, it's very, very detailed. Yes. And it can take a long, long, long time. Yes. And the problem is, even though these meetings aren't our favorite part of the job, they're extremely important. So it's not as if we can just say, well, we don't like that part. You know, you guys go, go take it on yourself. You know, I mean, Because, again, television, we've discussed so many times, it's all of these elements coming together. So every single piece is really important. And what I'm trying to do, and I know you are too, is to really stay present for these meetings and not just drift off and answer emails or browse Etsy, you know, (laughs) trying to really stay present and focused 
Which is really hard, especially when it's not in person. Yeah, when you're sitting like at the table with 30 or 40 people and you're all kind of doing the same thing at the same time, you feel like you're part of a team. On Zoom, it's just like little boxes and a lot of the boxes, you know, people have their video turned off and it's just, it's not... You don't feel the same sense of connection and like here we are all kind of making a show together. It's just different. There's no rah, rah. And also you're not like getting coffee before and chatting with people and and afterward. It's just all business. And as you mentioned earlier, Sarah, I mean, all of these meetings have different people dropping out, um, (laughs) freezing, You don't, half the time, you don't know who can hear you and who can't hear you. Yeah, somebody goes off mute, so then there's an echo. (sighs) Yes, and like there's just a constant starting and stopping of like, are people hearing me or uh, (laughs) so-and-so, you're muted, you're muted, like someone's talking and they're muted when they're, shouldn't be (laughs) muted. I mean, it it always feels like an SNL sketch to some degree, (laughs) but not an entertaining one. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, the worst SNL sketch ever. Whatever that is, that's our life right now all day long. It really (sighs) is. But I think we're, you know, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in. (laughs) And I also think we're in the first few episodes, which take the longest to sort of get through because we're still, especially with music, for instance, we haven't established the sound of the show yet or how much music we have in an episode. So I do think further down the line, some of these things will happen more easily and quickly, and it will be easier to stay zen as we tackle the tedious. Absolutely. In the meantime, however, we will just be crawling along through these tedious meetings, <laughs> reminding ourselves that, it, that it's a fun job and we enjoy yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Those people who like to say, find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I mean, that's not true. Yes. It's work. That's right. There's always something tedious to deal with. Yes. All right. Coming up, we have a day in the life of show running Fantasy Island remotely. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it's time for a day in the life in which we provide a window into the job of show running. And we added this segment because we've gotten so many emails from people wanting to know exactly what the job is. 
So it's pretty inside baseball, but people are curious. And it's a job that sort of encompasses a lot and and is very cyclical. As we were just discussing, we do different things at different times. So in a previous episode, we talked about a day in the life. And it was what we were doing was completely different. Not completely different, but about probably 80% different from what we're doing now. Yes. All right. So should we just dive in? Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, my day started pretty early because I hadn't had time to read a script the night before. So I woke up at 5.30 in the morning and read a script and tried to go back to sleep. Totally failed. So then I did camp prep and house sale stuff. I actually signed documents to counter offers on my house mm. that morning before we started our official work. Yes, our official day. And you and I have texted back and forth probably 15 times before our official <laughs> day starts. But yes. our official day on Tuesday the 22nd started at 9.30 in the morning with a Big notes call. Pacific. Yes, 9.30 Pacific with a big notes call with the network about the pilot. They had seen a cut of the pilot for the first time. And what's funny, Sarah, is emotionally, this is such a big deal. I felt like that should be our only event of the day. Like getting notes from the network on the first cut of a pilot. I'm like, that should do for the day. We should do that and then go have a drink and then go to bed. Exactly. But, But on this day, by the time night came, we completely like forgot we even had notes that morning. (laughs) So we got their notes and that was followed by a call with our director, Adam Kane, the delightful Adam Kane, about, you know, how we were going to address the notes. And I have to say the note, they're very pleased with the pilot. So it was it was a much more pleasant call than these calls are very often. Often they're really miserable. But then, yes, then we had a call with Adam, which again was nice because it got to be like a call about thank you for doing such an amazing job. Right. Now what can we do to make it even better? And and then we had a Zoom with the editor of the episode, Kevin, to discuss the notes. No, it wasn't a Zoom. It was an Evercast. There are different programs for all of yes. these things. We're a Microsoft Teams sometimes, sometimes Zoom, sometimes Evercast. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah, so we sort of went through the notes with Kevin. He talked about ways he thought we could address them. And then we left him to move forward as we moved on slash over to the script world. Yes. After that, we read episode 108, which I should mention, Sarah, as a fun side note, my husband, Adam Fierro, is writing. (laughs) So that's both fun and a little bit stressful for me because, um, well, I don't think I even need to enunciate why it's it's stressful. (laughs) It's just, you can imagine, uh, you know. Husband and wives working together can be dicey, but he's doing a great job with it. Anyway, so we read 108, and then we gave Adam notes on 108. Yes, which was, I mean, I would say a pretty easy notes process. Adam, it's like, it's always so easy when you're working with someone who's a total professional. When we work with people who just have been doing this a while, they know exactly what they're doing. There's a shorthand So it's stressful for you as his wife, but as (laughs) the writing partner of his wife, it's nice for me because he just like he knows what he's doing and he's unfazed and he doesn't get all like 
but this is impossible. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. like, okay, great. That's what we yeah. do. And here's an idea. And you just sort of move through the notes. And it's it was a very nice process. Yes. Well, that's good. Glad to hear you thought so. I thought so, too. <laughs> and then around two, we had gotten some notes from the network on an episode that's about to shoot that we did not have time to execute ourselves. So we talked through them with Adria, who's our number two on the show, and came up with a game plan of how to execute the notes, which she then went off to do, which is so lovely. Having someone who's going to just like go and take it and actually do it is so nice. So wonderful. And then from three to five, we switched back over to the editing side and did notes on the cut of 103. Yes, which is just like a lovely episode. I was like weeping by the end of it. (laughs) And then after we did notes on the cut of 103, we had a giant all-team music call with the studio, with director, us... Everyone our on our Greg. music team, our, yeah, our composer Greg Trippy, just sort of talking about the overall musical sound of the show, talking about the main titles, how much we want to use and contemporize the original Fantasy Island theme, just sort of a big music call. Yes. And then, Sarah, after all of that, you and I sat down together and did some rewriting of the pilot. We want to do some reshoots, which is very normal. You know, when you do a show, you almost always end up reshooting something for the first episode once you see it. And so we are in the process of doing that. The funny thing is, like, we've done so many drafts of 101, (laughs) and it's like, we're like, oh, my God, we're still rewriting 101. It's never going to end. We're going to be, you know, the show's going to have aired, and you and I are still going to be rewriting 101. Forever. It does feel like we're going to be writing it literally until the end of time. But at a certain point, it's going to air August 10th. So at that point, we will definitely be done with rewriting 101. Um, And I also wanted to add, before that, we were supposed to, on this day, do a rewrite of episode 107. We always do a pass on scripts before we send them to the studio and network. And our day was so packed, and we were just so exhausted (laughs) and drained by this time. We were like, okay, you know what? The script is in good shape. Let's not do a pass. Let's just send it in. So... We sent 107 to the studio and the network without doing a pass, which is always a little like, oh, God, but it all went just fine. Yes. And I mean, it's an, it's kind of a, a point that sometimes you have to decide that you're not going to do something. You know, yeah. sometimes part of your day is deciding what you're not going to do. And then, Sarah, after all of that, well into the night, we got an email from Chuck <laughs> saying, where are the show notes for the episode from last week? Because, of course... Doing all of this, we completely forgot to write our show notes. So then, thanks to Chuck's gentle nudging, we did that. Yes, and just sort of interspersed throughout the day, of course, we were responding to casting and scheduling emails. Kimberly was flying that day, so we were more sort of actively engaged in scheduling stuff. So it was a busy day. It was. And that is really what all of our days are like. Every single one of our days are some version of that. And to me, one of the hardest things is keeping 10 different episodes like in my head at once 
like and keep them straight enough that I can have like an in-depth conversation about any one of them at any moment. Yes. And I think what's unusual about this particular show, thanks to the schedule, is that we are working on everything all at the same time. Like usually you'll be writing an episode, another episode will be in post. Maybe another episode is at a different phase in post and needs, you know, some discussion. And maybe you're thinking about what episode is coming up next. But like we are actively working on, I would say, nine of the 10 episodes almost yes. every single day, which yes. is not the normal course of of show running. And you know what's interesting, though, Sarah, is because of this schedule, it's also going to be the most like instant gratification show we've ever done. <laughs> That's because true. like it's on in like uh, six weeks. We're going to be watching it, you know, on TV. So when we get there, it'll be really fun. It's just getting there is not fun. (laughs) So true, but we're close. We're getting close to the finish line. Coming up in Take a Hike, we talk about making small changes, but first this break. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, and spiritual health. Today, we're talking about the impact making little adjustments can have on your mental health. Yes, sometimes a tiny change can have a big impact. The key, of course, is to identify the problem and know what tiny change you need to make. Yes. Gretchen, my sister and I talk a lot about identifying the problem on uh, Happier with Gretchen Rubin. For instance, Sarah, this whole conversation you and I were having about making tiny adjustments came out of something you were telling me about your sleep. (laughs) Yes. So Violet has been sleeping with me for, I mean, at this point, a very long time. Um, And we realized that if we each have our own comforter, everyone sleeps better. So I have a comforter on my side of the bed. She has her own comforter, which she can turn into a little cocoon, and it keeps her from kicking me. It keeps her mostly from turning sideways. You know, like a lot of the sleep disruption that was happening because of one comforter is alleviated, and it's a simple, simple change to make. This morning, Liz, actually, it was funny. We were on one of the many Zooms we're on, and you had, like, the brightest light shining on your head, like the sun was coming Uh through the window right on your head. And I was like, "That Liz, that doesn't look comfortable. And you were like, oh, yeah, and closed the blind. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, you're right. It's really not comfortable. Let me make a (laughs) tiny change, and I will not be um, having sun laser into my head for the rest (laughs) of For the next 45 minutes. Yeah. And so then when you told me that, I was like, oh, my God, revelation. And it made us start talking about all these other little changes we've made, both at home and in our work lives that have made a big difference. One of them, and this was another, this was a Sarah Fain thing. Back when we had work kitchens, you added (laughs) an apple corer, you know, the thing that you press into the apple to slice it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, now it's so easy to slice apples. I'm going to eat way more apples. Exactly. This is the device that will totally change 
how we approach work snacks. And it's so simple. The other small change we've made, Sarah, because we're, we're in three different time zones, right? We're in yeah. Pacific, you're in Central, we're dealing with a lot of East Coast time. And what we realized is like, we just naturally usually start work at nine or even 10 if we're going, you know, if we're going to yeah. an office. Um, and we kind of realized, oh, wait, like we could start at eight. Today, we started at 7 a.m. Right. Your time. <laughs> my time. Yes. My time, 7 a.m. And just realizing, oh, we could just start the day earlier. It has allowed for us to get a lot more in. Yes. And then it's nice. I mean, this is something I think that largely accommodates me, which I appreciate. <laughs> but it makes for a day that starts at a you know a reasonable time for me and then doesn't go into a very late night. Although we're often working until, you know, nine or 10 my time, but that's just the way it is. Right. And it's also this way, like if we have to talk to an editor who's on the East Coast, we can get that person off and going on the work earlier in their day. And so it just ends up being a lot more efficient. Yes. But it took us a, a little bit to realize, oh, we can just do this and it'll help. And it helps tremendously. And then it's interesting, Liz, because you were saying that you've been listening to books instead of reading them. Yes. Again, small change I've made during this time is I usually don't listen to a lot of books, but being so sort of overwhelmed and just tired and also like looking at Zoom all day, I've realized mm. that I'm much more likely to read if I'm listening to the book right now. So I'm just like doing that. And I will sit on the couch and just listen to a book for 45 minutes, not doing anything else. And that has really helped me keep my reading up to a degree. It's still less, <laughs> but, you know, at least I'm getting some reading done. Yes. And then something that we've been doing since a little before the pandemic, I would say, is we talk on your home phone instead of your cell phone, which seems so bizarrely antiquated at this point. Like, I I don't even have a landline. I was going to say at home, but it's not, I guess, technically my home anymore since I just sold it. But I haven't had a landline for ages, but we have started talking on your landline. Yes. The funny thing about that, Sarah, is for some reason our number changed and you have our number. I don't have our number. So if I ever (laughs) need it, I'm going to have to get it from you. (laughs) But again, it was a small change, but because of my crazy cell service, it's made a big difference in us being able to communicate. Yeah. So I guess we're just saying, what are the small changes that you can make to your work life, your home life, your friend life? that can just make things a little bit easier. Yeah, and in some cases, a lot easier. Like the sleep Mm. thing, Sarah, that's not a, the comforter is a small thing, but the impact of you getting more and better sleep is enormous. Enormous, that is so true, yes. Small things that make a big, big difference. Okay, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. And Sarah, this is just all for you. (laughs) Gluten-free Oreos. Okay. I just want to set the scene. So I'm walking through this very small grocery store in a small town in northern Minnesota. And on the shelf, and I have to also explain that, like, in Puerto Rico, there was nothing gluten-free. Nothing. I would walk through the stores and be like, I just want some crackers. You know, like, nothing gluten-free. You were ordering crackers from Amazon. (laughs) I did, yes. Um, So I came back. 
back here to northern Minnesota and I'm walking down the aisle and ah, gluten-free Oreos. Like, they appeared while we were in Puerto Rico, I guess, because they weren't there before we left. And I have seldom been so excited. Yes, for all the gluten-free people out there, they you can now eat Oreos. <laughs> Now, this is not the healthiest Hollywood hack no, that we've ever no, had. No, it is not. But I do want to support a company that is making a more mainstream product for people who can't eat gluten. So I bought two packages just to support Oreos, not for myself, but just to be of course, a, not for a supporter of the company. Yes. Well, the funny thing, Sarah, is usually when we're editing, we eat Porto's potato balls. That's like <laughs> yes. our thing. That's when I allow myself to eat Porto's potato balls, which are my favorite <laughs> thing on the planet. And we're not eating those right now, but you are eating Oreos, gluten-free yes. Oreos. Gluten-free Oreos so. are my editing snack. <laughs> Mine are now jawbreakers. That's probably better than, than the Oreos. <laughs> not much. But I'm certainly enjoying them. Okay, and that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We'd love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and and do the thing from Whole 30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything Happens, with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft, and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Hold on a second. What's up, bud? I made a snow cone. We got oh, the snow cone machine out. Oh, good for you. some juice. Blue raspberry. Awesome. Super good. Okay, we're recording. I know. Thanks. Okay, sorry, I wanted to give you a bite. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, Violet found the snow cone machine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so if my teeth are blue now, that's why. From the Onward Project.